How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today I have the privilege of hanging out with Osmond over at Nashville Weightlifting Club. Osmond has been in uh, Olympic weightlifting for a long time, since, what, 1984. Uh, he's a former Olympian. He was uh, in the Olympics back in 1992. So we're, we're thrilled to uh, be able to have this conversation with you today and take a deep dive on uh, Olympic weightlifting. So, Osmond, thanks for your time, man. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to talk about uh Olympic lifting. Absolutely. So, Osman, <clears throat> give us a little bit kind of about your background, man. How did you, you get started in weightlifting and then how did you end up in the Olympics and all those good things? Well, um, for the audience, my name is Osma Manzanares and I started in um, 1984. In 1984, um, back, on that, back on those days, so, um, I get inspired for a very uh, famous coach from Poland that went to Central America to teach uh, Olympic lifting to all the countries in there and to teach the new techniques. And um, <clears throat> I feel I feel, I feel feel in love with the sport since the moment that I saw it. <laughs> um, so I'm starting um, training and um, um, under his direction, uh, he only lasts like a three months over there and then the coaches from there took over and uh, you know, following his, uh, his same pattern of uh, training um but um in three months uh, um we could uh, we could actually uh, um learn technique mm-hmm. and then uh, we continue um our training with the purpose to compete so uh, my first competition basically was an uh, international competition because uh, we didn't have an uh, olympic team in honduras yet by that time so the athletes that were in there actually were the athletes that that represent the, the Olympic team. You yeah, know? that's crazy. So, yes, because there were just a few athletes in there. And then uh, my first competition was rough because I had to go to the international competition in Guatemala. And uh, I was happy because uh, I podium uh, third place in Central America. Oh, wow, that's without, impressive. Without knowing anything about, you know, results, without knowing anything about the other athletes, without knowing anything about nothing. How long were you, you know? Olympic lifting at the time? Was it only a couple months? Because you hung out <laughs> yeah, three months with... They, no, uh, I was training like uh, for seven months when I went to the first competition. That's, that's crazy. Yes, um, and then um, after that, so it was a good, for us and for the other members of the team you know just sure. to know how the people in Central America were right you know so the other athletes so uh, uh, after that time we just were training with objectives uh, just to see you know how we can be the first or the number one in Central America because those were the countries that we actually have competition yep so we wanted to be the best in that area um, the also, the, uh, uh, the weightlifting started growing in Honduras. Mm-hmm. So to the point that we had to make national to qualify in Honduras. Oh, wow, okay. That was by 1985, 86. Mm-hmm. So we got like a, roughly like a 30 or something others in the country. Okay. You know? And uh, by 1987, the 1988, uh, yes, uh, we got a bunch of others in there, you know, that we could actually uh, compete heavily yeah. and to maintain our status, you know, if you were, you know, if you wanted to be on the team, you gotta demonstrate on the nationals that you, that you actually belong to that group. Right, which is, which is cool to go from, in <clears throat> just a couple of years from not even having any Olympic weightlifters in, in the entire country. Yeah. I mean, this guy came and spent three months with you guys and then in two to three years time, now you have a, a national team, you're, you're, having some level of qualification. I mean, that's pretty pretty impressive that that, that level of competition Im- improved so quickly. It was a good inspiration, actually, because like I said, you know, nobody uh, had the uh, the ability to come to our country and, our, and actually show Olympic lifting like this guy did. Uh, actually inspired a lot of, a lot of uh, youth people, you know, junior and seniors people, you know, to mm-hmm. go to that sport. And uh, which is good because, uh, you know, uh, we see a great proliferation of athletes after after right. that 
Yeah, and then uh, we that we started, uh, most of us uh, we became coaches while we were athletes too, you know. Yeah, sure. So we started helping the you know the the regions, you know, uh, as a coach, and also we were competitive. So we were actually um, uh, handled the both the both uh, part of the coin, you know, mm-hmm. uh, coach and also athletes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, you're spending some time. You're, you're obviously honing your skills at this point, and then uh, obviously you're you're making the national team. Yeah. And then how did how did the Olympics happen? T- tell us about well, that. Well, uh, it's you know a lot uh, of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. Actually, uh, to be honest, Chris, uh, in Central America there were no material well, we can say per se for or or people to actually have the ability to go to the Olympics. That's why. Uh, our country, they were unknown mm-hmm. until, you know, somebody went there, you know. So, um, uh, to be um, to be actually qualified as an invited by the International Weightlifting Com- uh, Committee uh, mm-hmm. for an athlete to go to the Olympics, you gotta, you gotta go to, you gotta win the national first. You gotta go to the Central American Games. Yep. You gotta go to the Central American and Caribbean Game, Pan Am Game, World Championship, and then oh, you wow. just can actually opt out for the Olympic Games. That's a lot. You That's know, a lot of hoops it's, to jump it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of it's, you know uh, exposure that you actually have before Absolutely. to actually go to the Olympic Games. Okay, qualifying. Uh, uh, none of our athletes has that that level in there, you know, so we were invited, you know, uh, the, the International Federation invite all those countries uh, to send their best athletes, mm-hmm. okay, so I was choosing Honduras, you know, uh, among everybody uh, to go, you know, because I, I've been, uh, you know, winning Central American game, I was in the Central American and Caribbean and podium, I went to the Pan Am and uh-huh. also did something, you know, so yes, they actually choose me to to go and represent Honduras. That's so cool. You know, so yes, and also they send me to the qualifying. They follow all the protocols, all the protocols that exist in Olympic lifting. They send me to Pura, Illinois, to actually uh, uh, make the tryouts oh, to wow. show to show those kind of things to the Olympic that I actually follow everything. Yep. So when I get over there. Hey, you know, uh, this is this is this is this is amazing. It's like uh, when you graduate from your <laughs> from your uh, doctorate and yeah. something, you know. So you uh, you actually say, okay, I'm here already. I graduate. You know? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? So, I, I finally arrived. Yes, you finally arrived. Yeah, many people die without actually, you know, uh, flavor or, or or you know something like that. You know, <laughs> what, no, what an honor to to finally be it, able to do that. It was it was really an honor because. Uh, uh, from my country, I was the first one. Yeah, which who actually, is who actually went. You know, so um, in 2000 uh, in London. Let me see. Was I guess 2014 was or yes, uh, 2000. No, 2012. I guess it was. Mm-hmm. In 2012, they sent one out to London, and oh, they wow. sent another out to Rio, and just in the 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2016. So yes, I you know it took like a thirty years actually from nineteen ninety two to twenty sixteen to actually send another athlete. You know that's crazy. So it, it took a long time, man. You know, but uh, the sport of weightlifting is growing in my country. Yeah. You know, and uh, now we got people that are that they are better um, um, qualifier. You know, to to uh, to actually be there. You know, the the athlete has been responding pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I love it. What a what a fun story to, to go and, and to be the kind of first for your country and really, I mean, true grassroots. I mean, literally, no nobody in the sport to, yeah. to be able to go is, is just a, an incredible uh, feat. And so you've you've obviously taken your knowledge of Olympic weightlifting and, and you've you've started Nashville Weightlifting Club. You come from some pretty uh, humble beginnings, right, with, well, with this club. Yeah, so yes, so why don't you talk uh, to us about how you got started? Well, actually, uh, I can tell you that we came in from nothing to something. Yeah, you know because. <laughs> Uh, when we were in Honduras, we actually had nothing. You know, the only thing that we just got that was the willingness sure. to actually belong to something. Sure. You know, and you had to earn that willingness. You know, so you are, you are, you, you actually uh, has to sweat, like I was for saying something. You know, <laughs> to actually be there and uh, 
and to do something, you know. Yes, uh, when I moved to the United States, I moved in, 1980, in 1993, mm -hmm. after being training in Honduras, because I wasn't here in 1987, but I came back to training yep. in Honduras just to be part of the thing. And, uh, sure. and then I came back just to live permanently in 1993. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, my, 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 my first, my first uh, intention was to actually uh, uh, continue, you know, training here and to... Uh, and to be part of the nationals, to be part of the American Open and stuff like that, yeah. which I did. Um, 2001, I remember, was my last national that I did in this country. Mm -hmm. And I came in there, nice. in Chiripo, Louisiana. And uh, by that time, hey, time catch up, I was already a master. <laughs> by that time, I was already a master in 2001. And when I compete with all those kids in there, and I said, no. <laughs> I guess for me is my time to actually to actually set apart, you know, in the yeah. in competing master. Sure. You know, so I was the only one the 35 competing with kids at 18, 19, <laughs> and uh, it was rough. Yeah, but that is it, tough. It was really tough. And I, however, I came in third. That's because, because kids are crazy, you know. So you can actually manipulate when you are a, an, an old fox in the sport. And you see a kid that is stronger than you, you just manipulate his mind, <laughs> you know? So that's, that's I, I guess, was more strategically than anything else. Sure. That I came in actually there, you know, among all those kids in there. That's so, impressive. And then I said, well, it's time for me to actually move on and to uh, actually go to the uh, master, master uh, competition. Uh, which I've been doing it pretty good. Um, when I went to New York, I represent New York in the state um, in the Empire State game. Those Empire State games are, you know, are very impressive. It's like a mini Olympic Games, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, which they have all the sport in it. You know, so I went in there and I came in first, you know, and it uh, was, was actually really cool. Like I said, 2001 was, was my last national in Chile, Louisiana, and from 2002 to 2016, I... I won the uh, the master national on a row. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. So when I get four, uh, when I get, uh, I actually have 15 titles, uh, 15 national champion on the on the on the national, uh, you know, the master national. When I get to the 10, they actually inducted me to the Hall of Fame. That's cool. They inducted me in 2014. That's another and, honor. Yes, and then uh, yes, uh, I was, uh, you know, so. I was inducted to the Hall of Fame, and uh, I continued, you know, my career, you know, for just for saying something. Um, I got uh, eight Pan American Games, in which I win, win in the first place also. So cool. And three time uh, world champion, you know. Champion, Man. So, so, yes, so you've been around for uh, a little while with the, with the Olympic weightlifting, yeah? Yeah, oh no, 36 <laughs> years doing it. Man, 36 that's uh... year, 36 years coaching and, 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 and also being an athlete, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I think those are always the best coaches, though. Somebody who, who physically has, has walked this for, for so long and still continues to do so. I mean, yeah. you're still out here training, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is, I, I think, testament to, to not only the quality of coaching that you have here at National Weightlifting Club, but really just your expertise, right? You've been in this for so long, and I think that's important to, to kind of walk the walk and lead from the front. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I lived 14 years in New York when I came into uh, to Nashville. I came in here on on the 2001, and I uh, and I'm started. You know, uh, I realized that they didn't have any Olympic lifting in here. Sure. And um, I actually um, started training and um, get a room with the Park and Recreation <laughs> in the West Nashville. Yep. Uh, they gave me a room in there for you know for me to train. Sure. And for train people, so yeah. I'm starting training guys in there, you know. And um, I uh, was the first year that we actually went to the American Open, and they actually recognized Nashville on the American Open oh, because Nashville, cool. Nashville never been, you know, in those kind of competitions. So I took like a six athlete during that time. That's cool. And uh, they said, "Guys, you coming from Nashville? Wow, you know." Yeah, so it's the first time that we saw, you know, it's the first time that we saw Nashville in here, you know. So. Uh, from that time and you know, on to the present, I always have been taking, you know, athletes to the to the American Open finals and to the nationals, and we got a, a couple of athletes that they have gone international too, you know. So, so yes, so we cool. have been we have been present all the time. Now they know us 
around that, you know, around the nation that we got athletes and that we got a very, uh, you know, competitive athletes, you know. Yeah, which yeah. is which is cool to to go from, mm-hmm. like you say, hey, I just moved here and it was more, I just needed a place to train and then, hey, we coach yeah. a little bit as well and then now you've got athletes being being recognized, uh, you know, kind of all over the place. Yes, uh, we got uh, in the youth division, for example, we got athletes uh, with uh, I don't know if you know Cole Martinez. Yep. He's a very dedicated kid. You know that started with me when he was uh, 10 years old. Great and, athlete. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, we call uh, when he was 12. We won the first uh, third place uh, nationwide. Um, you know, um, uh, and then uh, at the age of 13, he won in Austin, Texas. You know, in the national youth in there, uh, third place also. I'm. At the age of 14 is when he actually gets second place here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was actually pretty good, but uh, um, the last two years he haven't been actually competing on the national because uh, he has been more dedicated to CrossFit. Right. Which I know that he is a pretty CrossFit too. He's he a good CrossFit athlete you know, as well. Yes, and then uh, that's why I you, you know. I don't actually get too much push to him because I know that he's doing pretty well, you know, in CrossFit, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, um, I hope that he come back, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he can continue. He he is still he is still he is still a junior, you yeah. know. He can actually do something in there, you know. Still, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So you know, you've you've had your hands in a lot of these athletes now, and then now you you've kind of got your you've got a great space here. Uh, here, here in Madison, and, and just a, plenty of space in which to work with athletes. Because I mean, you came from what one? You, you, how many platforms did you say you had at your old, old space? It was like one or two, wasn't it? Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, we started. Actually, I'm starting. Um, you know, I used to have a a car dealer before. You know, so that was my 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 living. Sure, you know, sure, sure. So and then um. Um, we're in the we're in the place we got a you know a mechanic shop in there and we're starting actually in there you know i used to shut down you know the mechanic shop at five o'clock and, right. uh, and do olympic lifting you know That's with some athletes in there and then uh, <laughs> and then i moved to the ynca to the downtown ynca yep. and i'm spoke with the director in there which was a guy that that actually knew olympic lifting and i and i proposed him to to actually uh, uh train olympic lifting and he allowed me to to training in there, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just want to do it for free, stuff like that. I used to go at six o'clock in the morning Oof. and uh, that's when the idea came in 2000, 2010, actually, that we started in the, in the YNCA. In 2011, we were still there. In 2012 is when I actually opened Nashville Weightlifting mm-hmm. because um, I saw the, the, the amount of people, we only have one bar. And, uh, and one platform on the way, and uh, a bunch of athletes, you know, so, so we cool. couldn't actually, you know, yeah. give the service to all of them, you know. Outgrowing so, the space, and that's good. The, and then uh, is when I actually opened Nashville Weightlifting in Nashville, you know. Um, and uh, and uh, yes, I, I can tell you that it was a boom because uh, CrossFit were and they are and they are growing also, yeah. and they were so neat to, you know, of knowledge or someone to actually teach them Olympic lifting. Absolutely. I got all the CrossFit to the area, you know, <laughs> all the all the owners of you know CrossFit boxes, they came into my place to just 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 to learn. That's cool. And to actually uh, see, you know, once some of them they come in just by curiosity, just to see <laughs> yeah, yeah. others just came in to learn. Sure. <clears throat> you know, and uh, they uh, they actually they were a many crossover. Uh-huh. One, once, once the athlete actually reached Nashville weightlifting and they realized how Olympic lifting it is, you know, in yeah. deep, uh, and then they say, wow, you know, I've just been uh, um, in CrossFit for the lifting stuff, but I, if, if I, I really can do like it, this. If I, if I can just do it in here, you mm-hmm. know, at 100%, you know, uh, and, and then uh, many of them, they did the crossover. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, and uh, well, I, I feel happy for them, you know, uh, some of them are still with me here. Sure, which is cool. And, yeah, and uh, they are great athletes, you know, so I can actually complain, but uh, <laughs> it's, how, it's how actually we grow up, you know, so thanks to the CrossFit. Yeah, no, seriously, I think thanks, CrossFit's done a good job of bringing... Thanks to the CrossFit proliferation yeah. here in Nashville is when I actually took 
so many actors and that's why you know Nashville well is so recognized because because of that of course you know so they were rough at it that you have yeah. to that you have to smooth them you know and there right. and uh, it made them it made them competitors you know right absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely. But, uh, but, uh, but uh you know it's a it's a it's a worthy job actually yeah, yeah absolutely so let's talk technique a little bit you know let's kind of dive in a little <laughs> bit on some of your your kind of bread and butter your expertise you know uh obviously I, this is going to be individual to the athlete and I get that right but what's a big limitation you see that, that usually holds someone back as it relates to their their snatch and then we'll talk about the clean and jerk so let's talk about the snatch to start well <laughs> when I when I started giving uh, clinics here you know in the in the crossfit mm-hmm. in the crossfit boxes I used to I used to go to all the crossfit boxes you know to to teach Olympic lifting, I saw a common denominator in there, you know. Yeah. And the uh, and the common denominator that I actually saw in the in the atres of that they never extended. I said, what happened with those atres? They, they just they just put the bar in there and they just and, do and it. And they just throw you it know, up. You know. <laughs> and then I said, what happened? I, I don't see any extension. I don't see, you know. And uh, and uh, yes, that was one of the stuff that actually uh, called my attention, and I said. Why do they don't stand? You know why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And I realized that that yes, they just learning just to you know as a way to uh, just to move it quick. Yes, exactly. Just to follow a program that they got in there that they are not in deep like I say. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they never do blocks, for example, like right. we actually do. You know, so that we that we work uh, uh, work with blocks just to actually make the athletes extended. They don't do so many things that we actually use. Mm-hmm. You know in order to make the atom more proficient you know so yes uh, um, so missing those, the triple extension those, those were those were some common denominator and then uh, you know um, every athlete is unique sure. uh, uh, you know you actually program uh, according with what the athlete needs right you know because uh, there are some athletes that they extended but yeah. they don't have technique yeah, yeah. So they, and then and then you just you just fix them on the technique, you know? Right. Uh, there are other athletes that they got, uh, you know, uh, great mobility, but they don't have a strength. Yeah. So, yes, uh, you actually, you learn with the athletes, you know? you When, when you got a great variety of athletes, mm-hmm. you actually learn with them, you know? Yeah. Because uh, because you start seeing what these athletes need to get better. Right, you know? absolutely. Actually, like I said, Chris, there is no something that is a... Uh, Okay, a, a common thing that is, you know, sure. that is gonna stop an athlete to actually be better. No, right. there is a there is a series of things, you know, so that you have to actually uh, uh, see as a coach and and to actually take time and target those 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 little weakness and right. convert those weaknesses into strength. Right. You know, so I, I think that's the biggest. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head there, right? Like especially CrossFit. CrossFit does a Right, it's hey, I want to get somebody in shape, and yes, we're going to do some Olympic lifting, some variation mm-hmm. of it. But they never spend any time physically focusing on technique or what their limitation is. Right, yeah. what your limitation is is very different than mine versus another athlete you may so have I in think, here. Right, yeah. so like you know, for me, I got these long arms. Right, I need strength in order to get under these barbells, and probably some technique work too. Right, but yeah, like you say, that it, it's so general that no one ever focuses and hones in on hey, this is the true deficit. I, th- I don't think there's a better environment to, to learn Olympic lifting than having somebody actually coach you, right? Like that's yeah, the, that's the yeah, key yeah. to being able to to get better at it. If you want to get better at Olympic lifts, you hire a coach. Same thing for nutrition or mobility mm-hmm. or whatever. You hire somebody to uh, or start working with somebody in order to improve that. Otherwise, you're just aimlessly wandering. Yeah, and that's what it is. I guess in every sport, you know. So if you got somebody to actually uh, see you, because. Uh, you might training alone, you know, with uh, seeing videos and stuff like that. It's not the same. No, not it's at not, all. It's not. It's not the same. You know, I I feel sometimes, uh, um, you know, I see some actors sometimes with, uh, I can say with, oh my God, you know, that they are so good. And when I ask them who have been teaching it, they say, no, I've been seeing YouTube <laughs> videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wow. I say, you know, and uh, and. Uh, and they are still doing it, you know. Yeah. They they are still learning. They are still, you know, but uh, but not properly, you know. But when they coming over here, you know, and they realize that that you can break down, for example, like a full extension pull, you can break down in six or seven in seven areas that you can actually work it out. And then, as a coach, you actually see all those levels in there and see what level that athlete actually needs, yeah, or he lose technique. 
Exactly. You know? So exactly. yes, uh, for you to actually uh, see see all those kind of things, you gotta know, you know, and, and, and break down break down the movement just to identify what the problem it is. Yeah. You know, and then target the problem. Right. So because in weightlifting there is something good, uh, Chris. If you actually know the sport. There is an exercise for everything right. that you need. Yeah, it's been around know? for a while. So yeah, <laughs> yes, weightlifting is one of the oldest sports. As a matter of fact, it started in the first Olympic game, which you know. Is, yeah. So so which is was in the 1700s or something like that, you know. Yes, uh, uh, in a, in a, there is an exercise for everything. So Absolutely. you know, for for everything, there is an exercise that you can actually do to fix whatever thing you got right so this is a good thing of our sport that if you know our sport yes you can actually find the the solution of your problem you mm -hmm. know so yeah uh, on, on, on top of that you know there are so many things that the actors use now you know like uh, hey uh, physical therapy for example yeah, right, you right. know uh, so many things that the actors are using like uh, all those tools you know like a phone roll and yeah, stuff like yeah. that just to smooth in our time no, you didn't have any no, of that. No, 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 those things existed. <laughs> you you didn't have one of those massage guns. No, uh, no, 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 no. In our time, everything was the bar. You know, you, you know, yeah. whatever thing you just fix it with the bar. Right. You know, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because this is because, our only tool. Because it's the only tool. You know, it was your tool of lifting and the tool of uh, uh, recuperating too. You know, from the, for 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 whatever injury or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, you can do some good soft tissue work with a barbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and now they got. They got everything, you know. Now they got, uh, you know, every single tool for for them to actually be much better. You know, the only thing that you, that you gotta do is to look for someone to actually teach them teach correctly. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's 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 the bottom line. You know, right. and you can actually create a great athlete from there. You know. Yeah, when it comes to, so we talked about that movement fault of like, hey, folks not hitting triple extension. Give me like one or two things that you usually do to coach someone to hit a better triple extension. I kind of describe that to me a little bit. Well, you know, uh, people... Obviously, I know it depends on the athlete. People get confused with that triple extension. Triple extension is nothing than that. That, that, that extension of your, of your ankle, knees, and hip, you right. know? That's what it is, you know? Actually, uh... Actually, if you are, uh, you know, uh, that, that can tell you that if you are totally extended, all those three elements are going to be Straight. also vertical, you know, in the, right. on, the, on the extension. But uh, me as a coach, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't focus too much on those yeah, kind of things, sure. you know. I, of, of course, I'm encouraged that because you learn those kind of things when you are learning technique, mm -hmm. you know. What I've encouraged that is the power explosion, yep. you know. You know how fast they can go under the bar right. when they hit the point. Mm -hmm. You know because that's what it is. You know it doesn't matter if you actually got a triple extension if you don't know how to go under the bar. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I mean? So yes, there, there is a, you know it doesn't end up in there. No, after you actually do that, there is a lot of thing more to do in there to go under the bar fast and just you know? to stand it up. <laughs> exactly. So uh, there are there are there are some others that they are that they, they are blessing. You know that they are uh, physically faster by nature. Mm -hmm. You know, so they naturally faster. Yeah. You know, and they can actually just go and you know and do the stuff. There are other athletes that take time. They are not as fast as they are, but we can make them fast with the proper exercises. Right. You know, so there are so many drills in Olympic lifting that make you also go under the bar fast at those athletes that they are naturally fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, um, with those kind of things, like I said before, you know that triple extension, you learning on the on the beginning process, you know. Yeah. So we as a coach, we we encourage the athletes to extend it, you know, to extend all 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 their body on a vertical way, right. you know, and be and be able to actually uh, leverage the movement with the with the pull, you know. Mm -hmm. The higher the pull it is, the better it is for you to catch it, you know. Yeah. But after that, like I said, there is the power explosion. That once you just get in there, you know, the power explosion to go under the bar fast, you know, how fast you can go under in there and do it easier, you know. Mm -hmm. So a movement that it looks like, a, you know, with so many difficulties, it can be easier if you actually, if you actually use power explosion, you know. Right, absolutely. So, so yes, that's, a, that's, a, that's coming, of course, also with the, with the strength, with the power strength that you develop, you know, mm -hmm. and the power of acceleration, you know, how high the body is going. Yeah, there's so many, so many things in there that <laughs> yeah, are involved. Exactly, you know? and, it, and again, it still comes back to the idea that we talked about earlier. 
right? Hiring a, or, or working with a coach who understands it and can identify what your weaknesses are and get drills that are specific to your weaknesses, right? Otherwise, your lifts are not going to improve, right? <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's uh, you know, scientifically speaking, this sport has has uh, so many things, so many material, and there are a lot of reading. But uh, not all the reading are are like uh, uh, that. You have to take it, you know, just uh, 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 pace for pace. We can say no, no, no. You know, so you have to make variations. Mm -hmm. You have to make variations. It's good to know the literature of the sport. It's right. good to know. Absolutely. But uh, don't don't apply the literature on an athlete that is not conditioning to do that. Uh, you know what I mean? So, so uh, that's why I say, you know, that there are paper coaches, mm -hmm. uh, those coaches that have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of titles and stuff like that and zero experience. Mm -hmm. And there are those coaches that got experience in the field and uh, they don't have too much of that kind of thing. So the mm -hmm. thing is, that at the end of the aisle is, who bring more people to the level of competitions? Mm, that's, 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 that's the thing, you know? So I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't know. Yes, we should know. Right. We should know, but don't, don't be on the position to overcoach. Just because you read something and you are overcoaching an athlete that you know, what you actually do is that you are messed up Mm. The, the growing and the process of that athlete to actually become better That's be, good. with the, so many things, yeah. you know. So I like the athletes to learn, you know, by inertia. For example, you know, I always say, look, the, uh, doing it as much is like to walk. You don't have to think too much, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if I put the athlete, okay, get the position, shoulder over the bar, you know, those elbows connecting with yeah. your knees, uh, you know, start with your leg, knees out, man, oh, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> and then for the athletes to process all that BS thing in there, you know, yeah. so they end up not doing anything. They're, they're cute overloaded. Know? Exactly, because, yeah. because what happened is, this coach came in with so many things, that he had been reading in there and putting in an athlete that he's the athlete is confused. I like the athletes to get confidence. Yeah, that's know? good. You know, and fix and fix what the uh, this athlete has wrong while he is lifting. Yeah, that's so, good. To the point that when this athlete uh, end that he's finished doing a perfect snatch like anybody else, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know being better, being yeah. better, you know, because. Uh, because uh, you don't have to make, to put much pressure, mm -hmm. and that's what that's happened. Good. And that's what happened. You know that the scientific method sometimes it get to that point that that that, that the new coach is overcoaching. Yeah, you know? and it shouldn't be like that. You know. It yeah, that's be like tough. That because then it's not fun, right? <clears throat> it, it, I think of me golfing, right? When I'm golfing, I try to do the same thing. All right, arm straight, you know, all this, and then yeah, it's, it's information overload, and then you don't exactly. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know, so your mind is full of things that you want to actually satisfy this person that is telling you those kind of things that you end up doing around movement, you know, <laughs> exactly. so no, let the artist grow, you know, so that's, that's my main concern, you know, and I've been learning those kind of things, like I tell you, you know, through experience, Sure, because absolutely. Uh, it's the only way that you can actually learn. Absolutely. You know? So through experience, when, when, when you got a, a 30 years over, you know, on the sport, uh, it's, it's enough time for you to actually know, you know, uh, uh, what you want to teach. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know everything, but uh, you know more than than anybody that just went to a, to a seminar for three or four hours right. and think that he knows everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a so, dangerous place to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, because it's not the same. It's not the same to come in from the field than to enter to the field with some information. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, uh, um, there is there, there is a big gap in there, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. a huge gap. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's so frustrating for, for athletes. I love it's such a great point, you know, letting them feel it out. Obviously, coaching them and giving them tools to make them successful, but not so much that you're you're handicapping them to the point where they're frustrated, you know. I mean, exactly. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I would be frustrated just by just by you talking about that. I'm like, oh man, that would frustrate me to no end. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. in that regard. So let's talk about you know obviously from a a strength standpoint, you've obviously got some some expertise in that standpoint in, in developing strength for some of these Olympic lifts. What's kind of your coaching philosophy, or, or what's a good go-to uh, or methodology that you use, or periodization to to help improve uh, strength in the Olympic lifts? Well, uh, strength is a great part. It's, a, it's a, actually I can tell you is that it's one of the most important part to actually make an Olympic lifter, uh, you know, athlete. Um, 
yes, you start with your strength. You know, you want your strength above above level, and then uh, you know it's easy to shape technique. You know, but uh, yes, um, back of the days, I can tell you that uh, coaches they focus in three part of the body. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and that, every time that I remember that, and I see a, an athlete, uh, you know, that is of my age and doing the way listing for the time that I've been doing it, eh, we always coincide on this kind of thing, you know? Sure. So, they focus on the legs, uh -huh. lower back, and shoulders. Uh -huh. So, we got all those three things, we were ready, yeah. you know? So, now, they, you know, there is uh, so many assessment tests. Yeah, there's a bunch. To actually uh, determine if that athlete is, uh, is actually conditioned for the sport, if you know. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, which is which is good to use it, you sure. know. But uh, but uh, before, like I say, you know, you got a strong legs, a strong lower back, and a strong and a strong shoulder. How you do that? Doing the stuff, for example, I put in uh, somebody to do overhead presses. You know, mm -hmm. how strong it is in there. And immediately, those guys move 60 kilos. I say, wow, you know, <laughs> this, guy is, this, guy is, this guy is a beast, you know, yeah. because when you do a military pressure just like that, that means that you got strength. Absolutely. You know, there, is, there, is, there is nothing in there because there is no movement. There yeah. is no there's there, technique. It's just there, pressing. There is no technique. There is no uh, uh, um, motion that you actually uh, uh, supersede with the... Uh, with the momentum, no, no it's just no. a street press, you know, <laughs> so you Classic. just, you, you can actually say, wow, this guy is, you know, same thing when you put somebody to do a squat and do a rough squat and then just use the legs, you know, yep. yes, or when you put somebody to do a deadlift, so those are assessments that we right. actually use to actually determine uh, the, the level mm -hmm. and to determine what others are actually conditioning for this sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yes. Uh, so then, obviously, based on some of these assessments, right? Then you figure out, hey, is this a is this a shoulder issue, a shoulder strength issue, or is this a leg issue exactly, from being able to be, muster be, the bar? Yeah, yeah, because if I put a, a lady, for example, just with a bar and uh, she barely moved the, the bar in the overhead. I can I can determine that I, you know she got a problem in there you know so she got right. a, she got a strength problem you know yep. her shoulders are not as strong as they should be sure so and then what happened is is something for you to look over when you uh, when when she starting you know and focus on just in Olympic lifting you know right. something that you actually gonna 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 see and want that lady to improve that particular part mm -hmm. you know hey same thing with the squad you know so all those kind of things is a is a way of information for you to actually um to actually uh, work you know in the areas that those artists need the most absolutely you know? so yes uh, for that reason yeah we always i always do assessment tests yeah. too you know, uh, it keeps you from guessing. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they are new, if they are zero. Um, fortunately, uh, in my case, uh, there are many athletes in here that they coming that they are uh, advanced athletes already. They just coming because they got the, uh, the you know, the belief and the, com and, the, and, the, and the conviction that if they are under uh, the direction of a coach, they can improve more yeah. than what they actually got. And that's what I actually do, you know. I'm trying yeah. to help those athletes to the point that they can excel much better, you know, for from where they are and on, you know. So uh, yes, uh, um, uh, uh, this is this is this is uh, another area that you actually need to know, you know. Uh, how you get the, to the level experience again, you know. Mm -hmm. So how you gonna teach an athlete that, for example, an athlete that coming over here and say, coach, I'm. Uh, 89 kilos and I do uh, just 170 kilos. 170 kilos is a good way. Yeah, it's a great way. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a good way. The first thing that I ask, how many years do you have? I say, okay, he say I got six or seven years. Yeah. Okay, perfect. The foundation's you great. Know? Exactly. And then, uh, but he want more. Of course, we can give him the, you know, the right, the right uh, uh, work, the right program, we can say, uh, for that athlete to improve a little bit more. It can be 175, it can be 180, depending on how willing that athlete is to work hard. Absolutely. You know, so yes, uh, 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 you gotta be you gotta be careful in there. And, it's, and, and that is when the when you actually demand who can actually help you or not, you know? Yeah, that's a good so, point. So, so because it's not that, okay, uh, we got this coach that have a five level in there, but uh, 
but uh, he didn't help me with this guy uh, uh, versus this uh, this this coach over here that wow you know in the first two weeks i saw i saw something different mm -hmm. you know so yes uh, we as an athlete we uh, especially when when we got that uh that experience that level that we got yes we want somebody that actually you know we can trust yeah. that we can actually learn something absolutely about, you know? And, uh, and that's what we're actually doing here, you know, with those yeah. athletes that they are already athletes. So, hey, we're trying to improve them to the to actually reach their plateau if they haven't reached it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Because when you see, what I see, for example, in my case, when I see this athlete lifting, I see gaps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I say, wow, he got for more. Mm -hmm. He actually training more, you know, more consistent and more, more uh, you know, uh, several things there that can actually make this athlete improve, you know. So yeah, that's what I see. I see how fast he moved the ball from the floor, uh, how effective it is to catch it, mm -hmm. you know, and how much room he leaves ah. to make the to make the you know either the snatch or the clean. Sure. And then that room in there is the one that we're trying to fill it out with what with kilos. Yeah, yeah. Fill it out with kilos. <laughs> I love know? it. Just to make this athlete to go to go to, to, to his max yeah. because he hadn't reached his potential yet. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that's what it is. Okay. There are other things too, Chris, you know, that there are, that they are ready into your plateau. Uh-huh. And there, there are no room in there, you know, and then you say, wow, you want to actually improve. There is two things in here. Okay. I suggest that Atri, he wants to do more weight to increase his body weight. Mm-hmm. What happened is you put a you put a, a couple of kilos in your body, then you create <laughs> yeah a couple more. kilos on the bar <laughs> exactly you know because it's, it is like that you know it is like that when this athlete going into another class yes and then what happened is open the doors mm. for more because because his body his body as it is is taking more more room in there you know it's producing more room Absolutely. to actually do more weight. I love you it. know, so that's the way, you know, there, there are there are so many things to make the athlete feel satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There are many things, you know, to actually the athlete can feel satisfied. Uh, this sport has a lot of, a lot of up and down. Yeah, sure And you does. have to actually um, uh, be conscious and know that not everything is up. Mm -hmm. There are athletes that they got one year and they and they and they feel frustrated come on man you know <laughs> so how are you gonna how are you gonna have 30 years is in the first year you are throwing the towel <laughs> yeah, right. you know no 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 it's not like that you know so yes there is a lot of up up and down more down than up sure so the thing is to take those down and then convert it into up you know Absolutely. how with the training never do a training uh, a repeat training why my athletes, uh, I got Andrew in here, for example, that he is new at Nashville weightlifting. But if you're asking Andrew, he has been repeating one program? No. Mm -hmm. No, my athletes, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how, how many years they got in here 10, 15, none of them repeat programs. Yeah, exactly. Because when you are in the progression of an athlete, you can repeat the same thing. That's right. You know, you are advancing. Exactly. You know? So, and that's what it is. How you learn that? It's the same athlete that gives you the sort of information. You know, <laughs> I don't get that information for somebody else. Yeah. No, it's the athlete that gave me that. I said, this athlete needs this thing now, man. You know, we want to we wanna work on that, you know. The same athlete, when I see this athlete leave, the same athlete is giving me that, all that sort of information. Mm -hmm. But how you get that? With experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, with experience, there is, there is nothing but that, you know. It's just, you got to be experienced in what you actually do. I love you know? it. I love so, it. So, uh, and, and, and on that sense, I can tell you that. Like I told you before, when I'm starting as an athlete, I actually started coaching because of, because of the need of my country. They don't, they don't have coaches. Yeah. You know? So we, the athlete, has to take over of the thing. And I was actually in charge. I was the head coach of the Olympic team in 1992, 1993. <laughs> you know, was the, you know, the head of that because there were no coaches, you right, know? Right. So we had to actually do that. Hey, I do many mistakes at the beginning. Sure, but sure. But those mistakes, they were, you know, 30 years ago, you know? But don't make but it I, twice. <laughs> but what happened is, it showed me to be better. 
You Absolutely. Know? It told me, you know, it taught me to be better and not to do those mistakes again. Exactly. You know, because when you do one mistake, you learn from that. I love it. I you love know, it. you learn from that and then you continue. You know, and that's what you see here. You know, uh, so many coaches that when you go into the to national, for example, how they do mistake with their athletes. You know, a right. lot of mistake with their athletes because they don't they don't think they are thinking that the athlete is gonna do this because the athlete did this and that. Oh, no, when you go into national, you want, you're going with one purpose and one purpose only is to win medals. That's right. Don't let pass a medal that you can get with 10 kilos less of what you actually do just for your ego to put 12 kilos more. <laughs> right. That thing is stupid. You yeah, know? yeah, you're right. You know? It is. You know? Boost so, an ego. <laughs> exactly. You know? And that's what I see when I, when I go. They want to demonstrate that the athlete live a lot of way and then the athlete start bomb out. Ah. You know? So, yes, but that's, it's not a follow the athlete, it's a follow the coach. Yeah, setting him for failure. Setting for failure, yeah. He training for failure. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, training to go to fail. Oh. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> that's uh, that's not failure is not a fun place to be. <laughs> uh, Osmond, I know. Uh, let's talk about briefly about. I know you you got this space really for you know to be able to have competitions in house as well. I know you guys got have a competition coming up and and some in the future. Let's talk just briefly about uh, some of the competitions that you guys have here at Nashville Weightlifting Club. Well, uh, Nashville Weightlifting uh, uh, actually. Um, I started with the first competition that was called the Nashville Open. Yep. I remember that back in 2013, we actually decided to um, to do a competition and we call it the Nashville Open. From, from that time on, you know, Nashville Open is all, is you know, uh, uh, in every year we do the competition in, either in April or May. You know, depending on you know, the calendar, the, how busy the people are, how busy the calendar of the competitions are too, you know. So, but we always doing it during that time. Uh, here in Nashville Weightlifting, we are recognized for four competitions a year. Nice. That they are well registered and they are sanctioned by the U.S. Weightlifting Federation, which is the New Year competition that we always do in January. Yep. Just to start the New Year, fresh <laughs> and everything, the artists yep. coming, they compete, you know. Yep. So then we do the Nashville Open. The nice. Nashville Open, everybody knows the Nashville Open. They know that the, that the competition get a, uh, a, a number of 75, 80 athletes that wow. coming from all over the places in here because they know the quality of the competition. They like to come and compete with people that they actually, you know, uh, uh, with strong people. So then we got a state championship, mm -hmm. you know, that we made that one. October, uh, uh, roughly September, August, September. Mm -hmm. This time, for example, it's going to be in September 26. This is the coming competition that we got right now, you know. Yep. Because of this pandemic, we are, you know, still seeing it, you know, if we want to have the opportunity to actually have it. Sure. But uh, we want to follow all the guidelines and protocols, you know, for safety manner yep. and stuff like that. And uh, I hope that we can actually can do it. That's our, you know, intention to do it. Yep. And then we got the that close year competition which is in december nice you know so where the artists close their thing and close the year you know yeah uh, also we got uh, in between in between the state championship and the close year competition in between we got a competition that we call the candy bar competition oh cool I love yeah it. the candy bar competition is for those artists that they never compete and they never step on the you know on the competition platform uh-huh so a good place for they, they got the opportunity to go over there and, uh, and actually compete. That's cool. You know, I love that. I love it too because those athletes mostly do better than the competitive athletes. That's you know? so funny. They, they, are so, they are so eager to actually go to the competition that they don't fail. You That's know? so cool. They don't miss. You know? yeah. <laughs> so when I see the candy bar competition, it's something that actually, that actually you know, inhibit my you know, uh, um, my team to continue teaching, you know, because I said, wow, man, those, those, those newcomers, they, they, <laughs> they, are, love they, are, they love it, they love it, they are hungry, yes, they are hungry to actually do it, and uh, I love to see those ones, you know, yeah. the candy bar competition is one of the competitions that actually, I'm enjoying the most, you know, <laughs> I love it, that's great, man, I love it, yeah, because those athletes that, you know, that they never compete, they are very new, some of them are still learning technique, but hey, they are eager to go and touch the body there, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. competition, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are the actually, Chris, the, our competition that we actually got, you know, and that we actually work 
and we encourage our people to compete, you know. So like I say, all of them are sanctioned. So many people in here, they, they don't have to go to another place. They can qualify for the national in here and they can qualify for the American final in here. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go into the Arnold's classic, for example, all of them qualify, you know, either on nice. the either in the opening competition that we do for the New Year competition, and then, you know, they can actually get registered for the Arnold's, you know? Yeah, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is, which is cool, so yes. Uh, uh, we are highly recognized, and um, they take all our, our competition as a sanction, you know? Nice. So we, uh, we send uh, uh, the list of the athletes that they qualify, and the Olympic Federation take it like, uh, you know, like they're supposed to be, you know? So, Absolutely, they absolutely. Are, they are, are credited, you know, to actually uh, uh, compete on the event that they actually, you know. Yeah, which, to, which speaks yeah. to the, to the mm -hmm. quality of, of, of things that you guys are putting together here. So, yes. Osman, man, this has been a lot of fun. I, I, could, I, I, I could just see your, your passion and, and it comes out so well <laughs> by, by us talking about this. So, Osman, how do we find out more about, about you and about uh, Nashville Weightlifting Club if we want to get in contact with you? Well, uh, social media, you know, so yeah. we are in uh, we are in Facebook, we are in uh, Instagram, we are in Twitter, we are, you know, they can contact me by phone. Many people coming over here recommend it, you yeah. know. So you, for example, you know somebody, hey, go to Nashville Weightlifting, yeah, yeah. you know. So I always add that, you know, the people when they coming over here, how you actually know about us? They say, somebody. well, <laughs> I went to the Olympic uh, side and they recommend this gym. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because we are in the Olympic, you know, in the weightlifting uh, Side yeah. also, and they and they actually when they recommend somebody, they recommend it to Nashville weightlifting, you know. But uh, yes, uh, and a lot of people that have been recommended for somebody else, mm -hmm. you know. I love that kind of thing, you know, because they come over the here because compliment. somebody else told them, okay, go over there, that this guy is gonna help you. You know it. what I mean? So I say, well, yeah, we're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So we got all, you know, all those, um, all those um, uh, sources. You know, uh, for us to be known to the Absolutely. public. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll drop all your contact information in the comments as always. Osmond, thanks for your time, man. And uh, looking forward to uh, getting this out to the folks. So. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance, check out our clinic on Instagram at Momentum underscore Sports PT or at MomentumSportsPT.com.